0: Great Q&A session today with Carson French from up in Rochester, New York, in the middle of the snow, playing indoors. We talk about making the best use of our time through the winter, and he's asking some great questions about handling tough lies around the greens, dealing with leads in golf tournaments, and calibrating distances on his wedges. So awesome stuff from Carson. I know we're going to be able to look back on this call 10 or 15 years from now when he's in college or or in the pro ranks dominating. If you've got questions or you want to be on the program, hit me up on social media or shoot me an email at cbork at pga.com. Love to hear your stuff. Love to help you out. Enjoy the program, guys. This is Golf Essentials with Casey Bork.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple here. Shipping lies, like, do you have tips of where to put the ball in my stance on different lies and chipping. Like I see Phil Mickelson all the time chip down the hill and like I'll have that lie and I'll like miss it a ton.
0: Now are you talking about a chip or something where you gotta get the ball up in the air a little bit?
1: Get the ball up in the air and like down a hill.
0: So downhill lie. Downhill yeah. lie but you might be hitting up to a an elevated green or you gotta get it up over a bunker or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the key there is a the lie, you know, if, if the ball's really sitting down or there's really no cushion, no, no space underneath the ball, if it's a real tight lie, there's, there's really only so much you can do, you know, the margin for error of getting that leading edge under the ball with say you're 60 is going to be really hard because if you, if you think of your, your 60 degree wedge, if you want to play like a flop shot, you can open the club, right? You can open that blade up, but what you're doing by doing that is adding bounce, aren't you? So that leading edge is sort of rising up off the ground as you, as you open that club up. So in a really tight lie, you're sort of stuck, right? You, you, you either have to square up the club face, push it back in your stance so that you can get a ball first impact or, um, and, and in that case, right, you're, you're sort of stuck. It's going to come out lower than it normally would. You know what I mean? But if you lay it open now, you're stuck with, okay, am I, am I going to be able to get the leading edge under the club? And then the next question I would ask, and it's all about lie Carson. So like judging the lie. So if you know, when you guys get outside, that's the that's the key of like going around a pitching green and trying all kinds of lies, and it's 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 about reading the lie, not so much like even the motion. You know, the motion is pretty much the same, but it's about learning like how likely am I to pull the shot off with that lie? You know, and um, over years of doing that, you you just get better at judging whether you can pull the shot off or not. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that's a really tough lie. Obviously, if it's, if it's a, I mean, that's a tough circumstance, but if, if you've got a little cushion, you got a little grass under the ball, then I, I just play those like a bunker shot, you know, lay the, lay that blade right open. And if you hit an inch or two behind the ball, it, the bounce takes over the club slides right underneath the, the ball right through the grass and pops it up in the air. But if you've got a really tight lie that, that really, really knocks down your options, you know, Yeah. Does that makes sense. Yeah. That's sort of the mindset I would take to a shot like that is it, it really is all about the lie.
1: Okay. Yeah. I've got another question for you. Cool, man. If I have the lead and I've got like five holes left in a tournament, Mm-hmm. I sometimes will like play I don't know if do I want to play more aggressively or conservatively to kind of keep my to like know that I have a chance at still winning that tournament.
0: Yeah. So that's a that's a really good question and if there was a hard and obvious hard and fast answer to it um we'd both be rich, you know. I think this is a really good thing to talk about because I think that question falls back onto self-awareness, right? So um, yeah. how are you feeling that day, that moment, right? You know, some days we've all felt it and, and you're getting into the competitive game now. So, you, you know, you, you've, you have those days where you are just unbreakable. It doesn't matter your confidence is there you know what I mean and other days while you still might be winning the golf tournament you just feel a little more fragile you know and um so I would I would first start there you know try to try to stay in tune with what you're feeling and and from that I would say you're always doing that by the way right? That affects your decision making. Um, The first part of your question where you said I've got five holes to go, I would say, why do you know that there's five holes left? Or why are you thinking that there are five holes left? Are you counting down, right? Uh, You know, three holes, or I have a one shot lead with three holes to go or two shot lead with four holes. to go. You know what I mean? That's, that's math that you don't need to be doing on a golf course. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's the next shot, you know, um, if you need to, you know, look at a yardage book or bury your, bury your psychology in, in the, the task at hand and, and really try to avoid those thoughts of how great it's going to be when you win or what if I don't win or winning is the result of executing each of the shots that you have left to play. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so really like focus on stuff that you can control. Don't focus on stuff that you can't control like winning winning. You can't control somebody could birdie the last four holes and, and beat you by one. And even though you, you parred out, you know, you got beat. Do you define that as a loss you know, probably not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I think, I think that really comes back to knowing yourself, being in tune with what you're feeling and what you're able to pull off, which working backwards from that, that, um, you get better at that, just like you get better at hitting shots on the driving range with experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah you're just getting going this past year was more or less your first year playing, you know, some real tournament golf, right? Yeah. I mean, to, to really, really be pushing at it. Um, So, you know, your first tournament was crazy, right? It was like, wow, this is my first tournament. It's a big deal. And then after you've played in 20 of them, um, especially if they're sort of, you know, coming one after another, it becomes a routine. You get to know yourself. You get to know what you tend to pull off, what you don't. And um, you're, you're really just learning about yourself. So back to your question, you know, how do you perform coming down the stretch when you're winning a golf tournament or you're in contention to win a golf tournament? Everybody is different. If you hear guys talking about it on the tour, some guys love to look at leaderboards. Other guys don't. And, and both will admit it. Right, Carson? Like, you hear guys talking about it. Like, some guys love it. Like, I want to know exactly what I need to do. And other guys just walk around with their hands over their face because they don't want to see anything. They just want (laughs) to, right? And and they're both world-class players. You know, they're both household names. Um, Yep. So there's no defined answer to that. The only answer is knowing yourself and handling it the way that you know you can you can pull it off or you, you know at the end of the day you you want to give yourself the best chances to win and that only comes from executing the shots That's it. yep anything else with that um did did you have some experiences this summer i know you won at least one golf tournament that i saw your dad posted yeah. um any other experiences that you had in that situation that brings about that question
1: Yeah, a lot of times I'll, like, I like have – I know I'm not playing my best golf, but I know I still have a chance to win, and I'll kind of put a little too much pressure on myself and try and play more aggressive when I really just need to go for the middle of the green and try and make pars. Yep. Should I just keep trying to do that or play more aggressive if
0: I'm – I, I like it when, you know, you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get aggressive because I want to win. On one side of the coin, you know, you're not playing with fear. You're not trying to protect and, you know, um, just to have a good tournament or whatever. You're like out there to, to win, which is really cool. That's a, that's a competitive fire. The other side is, in hindsight, in those tournaments, you know, when you decided to get aggressive down the stretch, Maybe it didn't work out for you, but in hindsight if you look back in those situations if you had played conservatively, did you notice that a conservative might have won or you know the other guys made bogey and I made double because I was too aggressive or something like that? Did you notice anything like that? Like maybe Yeah.
1: You're... I would like I'd like try and go for the pin more often when I'm mm-hmm. playing to try and, if I know I'm not playing good, I'll try and play pin and try and dial in a shot when I should really just go for the middle. And that happened, like, in my last tournament of the season, we were playing, I, like, I hit, like, three fairways all year, or all turn the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. And on the last hole, I hit a really bad drive, and I chipped it out, which is a bad lie. And yep. I went for the green with my three wood. It was like a 200-yard shot. And I came up short in a bunker and ended up making double. And I still ended up shooting, like, three over the leader. Like, I was only three away okay. from winning. but
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I still would have – I think I still would have gone for the green with my three wood. It kind of leaked to the right a little bit. Sure. It had the distance, so.
0: Yeah, I think in that, that case, you you got to, you know – I think, especially for you, I've, I've seen you hit the ball from 200. You know, you're not going to lay up. You're not going to hit like a sand wedge and then another sand wedge. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that play at all. Um, I can tell you, in in my experience, in in your mind, I think you feel like you have to play. In in most cases, you feel like you have to play perfectly to win. You have to play yeah. really good to win, you know, and yeah, dude, I can tell you I've, I've won a lot of golf tournaments where I was just sort of plodding along, you know, nothing special. And cause, so if, if I think back on some of the bigger like golf accomplishments I've had, you know, if you think of, all right, I, I played a couple tour events, right. When I qualified yeah. for the U S open, So the first stage of qualifying, there were a hundred players for like four or five spots. And I went out and shot one under par on a pretty challenging golf course, but it was one under par. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's not very low. That's, uh, you know, and so that got me to the next stage. And the next stage was 36 holes in one day. And I shot 69, 70. And I, so like, I, I didn't have to shoot 62, (laughs) you know, or, you know what I mean? Like those aren't crazy numbers, but you know, to do that on days that you have to do it is, is the challenging part, but you know, uh, just plodding along and holy cow, you know, it's good enough. And when I played in Vegas, I shot 67 in a qualifier at a course that had just airfied their greens. The greens were so bad. And everybody I was playing with, they were yelling at like they were yelling at other groups, like, aren't these aren't these greens so terrible and everybody's so negative? And there I am, like one or two under, plodding along, make another birdie, or whatever. I shot sixty-seven and I got into the tour event because everybody else more or less quit. <laughs> it was so bad. You know what I mean? And um Yeah. But for me, like anytime I've ever tried to change my way of processing way of executing club selection shot selection anytime i've sort of gotten out of my way like getting getting more aggressive or trying to hit it harder or taking it at flags and things like that yeah you know pushing that very rarely pays off for me um you know you know some guys do it some guys do it regularly like that's just how they play golf (laughs) um it isn't for me it was always a push i'm more of a plotter you know make a bunch of pars and a few birdies but um yeah you know phil mickelson does that all the time he's comfortable with it but yeah so now really cool cool question i i like that stuff i like the the psychological stuff so um what else are you working on you were doing some wedge play is that right
1: we'll set up these three, um, pool hoop rings
0: mm-hmm. in like
1: this weird contraption. And if we do a point game where you have to like the highest one is five, the middle one is three and the lower one is one. Mm-hmm. And you have to try and hit them through the, just to get height and different lofted clubs work on each one.
0: Yep. Yep. Very cool. So, um, how do you calibrate your distances? You just, um, just working on it, just feeling it, or are you you trying to have a method to it?
1: I'm, I feel it. I like to feel it better. We do. Mm-hmm. There's a clock. We do a clock system at our place. They try and yep. do, we try and do that, and that like has never really worked for me. No, I have to kind of see the pin and like feel it out, walk it off, all that.
0: So, yeah, yeah.
1: I've never been like kind of okay, this is a four yard shot. Let's just do 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock. Yeah. Because I've never been on point with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think what's important with that is getting the motion down, um, trying to feel like, um, you know, you got those real soft hands, soft arms, and then however you, you calibrate the distance, you know uh, – I like the clock idea. It doesn't need to be super precise at this point, where you've got like a seven thirty swing delivers a thirty six yard carry with your sand wedge. You know. Um, yeah. But I I think as you get get evolving in golf, I I think you'll end up there. To be honest. Um, okay. I th- I think you'll end up there because um, what I see guys working on, guys that are, you know, the tour level guys, they they travel with TrackMan. Everybody that's working on their game has access to launch monitors, which is, is enabling them to really, really dial it in down to the yard. Um, so you either got to put in a ton of reps and or – um, you know, have a method that you're able to say, how do I carry it 38 yards? You know, yeah. um, you know, and if you know, you've got a 38 yard shot, then you know, that when you got to hit it 41, you, you can, you can bet you can benchmark. I got that 38 yard shot, but I'm just going to take it a, a couple degrees further back, you know, and yeah, it's going to get me the extra three. Um, yeah so It's it's fine when you're playing on soft greens, whole locations that are in the middle of greens or not not tucked too too tough, you know, but when you start yeah. playing on firmer, faster conditions, you know that that sort of carry that carry yardage becomes more important. So i I think it's really cool that your your coach is having you at least get introduced to that right now and you've got access to the equipment the game is very different when I grew up we didn't have that I just I learned it um, I read the Dave Pell's short game Bible and that's my that's my wedge religion is that book by the way um, <laughs> it, I mean I would I would recommend it if you're looking for something to read in golf it's just are you a are you a mathematical thinker at all or are you more more the art side? Like
1: what do you mean mathematical like, thinker? Like
0: in like in school, do you like math or do you like art more? You know?
1: Math.
0: Yeah. So like more like logical. If, if you're if you're into math and science, um the Dave Pell's short game bible just might just might move you it might nudge you more in that direction of all right, I need to I need to dial in these yardages um okay and uh yeah it's a it's a killer book and especially in the winter up there as you guys that's a large part of what you guys are working on i i think that would be a a way for you to you know get the best value for your time indoors is to is to really spend the time trying to calibrate those distances so that when you get outside you you got it locked in you know okay um yeah, so I, I read that book, Carson. I I used to lay up to a hundred yards in golf tournaments because I was so scared of those like forty, fifty yard shots. And and I read that book and I worked really hard on on that aspect of the game. And then I found myself a few months later in tournaments with the forty yard shot, just feeling like there was a fair chance I could hole it. And it, like <laughs> just changed my whole life <laughs> you know
1: yeah
0: um it's just such a cool thing to like you know be really nervous with a shot over a bunker to a tight pin and all i could think of was you know is this going to go in or is it going to be like a, a tester for a putt <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> like yeah. no stress about it you know <laughs> i wish i could recall all that but yeah well cool man anything else uh on your mind i'm
1: what do you recommend when I'm hitting balls on the range before a tournament? How many balls do you think I should hit with each club?
0: There's um, I was just looking around uh, today on uh, PGA Tour You might be able to go there when we get off, and there's a video there that shows. It's about a three minute video, but it shows Tiger's entire warm up before a tournament.
1: Oh yeah. I've seen those. They have You've like one for every guy on YouTube.
0: Yep, and they got Tigers,
1: Keith and Ricky and
0: stuff like that. So Tiger, I think the stats were he hit, I forget what it was. It was like seventy-six percent were under a hundred yards. So that I think that includes all the putts and everything that he hit. He only made yeah. 40, forty-four full swings, and a lot of those were sand wedges. There was like twenty sand wedges. He only hit seven drivers. You know what I mean? I think you only yeah, hit like two or five five woods and then that's about it, you I don't know?
1: physically hit a lot of drivers on the range. Mhm. I hit a lot of irons though.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I so what, mostly irons and a couple wedges.
0: No, I think I think the the question boils down to are you hitting balls on the range to practice or are you hitting them before a tournament and before a tournament you you want to get out of practice mode, you know, you want to, yeah. you want to get more into the mode of like, so before you play golf, you want to get into the mode um, that is more tapping into like the creative side. So don't hit a bunch of shots with the same stance at the same target. Cause that's not what you're doing on a golf course. That's what you do when you practice, you know? Um, yeah. So I would say mix it up, pick a different target each time you know, only hit a few yeah. shots consecutively with the same club and go to a different one. Cause that's what you do on the golf course. You know, um, when you're grinding and you're working on something, it's okay to lay down some, some alignment aids and, and, and smoke, you know, 30 or 47 irons at the flag. If you're working on something, even then I wouldn't yeah. necessarily recommend that, but it's, you know, it's okay in some circumstances, but before around a round of golf, um, more feel, more getting in tune with how your body feels that day. Where's the ball going? You know, you know, am I, am I, you know, just getting my rhythm, getting my muscles loosened up. You're not practicing. You're trying to figure out, all right, what am I going to bat with today? And then, then whatever, whatever you do, whatever you find on the driving range, that's what you go with. You know, if you're hitting a little, (laughs) baby cut that's what you're playing <laughs> play the baby cut um, okay you know what i mean because you can't really help it i mean every day you feel just a little bit different and i think that's what you you seek out when you're warming up before a round a golf cool
1: thank you yeah. bork
0: yeah <laughs> i love it yeah let me know how it goes and you can hit me up anytime okay
1: okay all right cool
0: All right. Good to talk with you, Carson.